0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks for tuning in to the 60-Minute Meal Podcast. And I am your moderator, Just a Guy from 215, with my team of co-hosts Nandy B, Sammy Sam from Trinbago, and Mikey D out there on the West Coast. But I'm also privileged to have my fluid panel of intellectuals i see you go ahead and get situated quit looking at me i hear you i hear you let's get ready to make a feast of this all our listeners let's go have a seat get situated let's nibble on this let's do it Here we go, ladies. Here we are. Here we are. Welcome. This is a 60-minute meal podcast, but this particular time, we are actually having a sisterly speakeasy. So uh, there is no dining areas. This is all chairs, couches, lounges with women with glasses and bottles in their hands. So ladies, welcome to the sisterly speakeasy And to our listeners and followers, get ready for a time. I want to introduce the queens, the ladies, the goddesses that are here. I'm going to start with you, Nandy B. Who are you? Where you at? Where you calling from? And then we'll go around the room.
1: Okay. I'm Nandy B. I'm from Philly. And I'm 76. Welcome. Thank you. A gracious 76.
2: All right. This is Denise calling in from Baltimore, Maryland. I am the beautiful age of 51. And with me I have
3: Pamela and I am from Baltimore, Maryland, and I will be soon
4: 54.
0: Nice.
4: Okay, I am Hendra, aka Sammy Sam.
0: I Hi am Sammy Sam. Calling in from
4: around Fredericksburg, Virginia. Um I just had a milestone this week. I hit that four or five on Tuesday. So, you know. Happy seeing... birthday. Happy birthday.
1: Happy birthday.
4: <laughs> Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. So I hit that, you know. Well, now that I'm like, I feel like that 45 was a jump. You know, when you're low 40s, you're like, well, still over. Now you just jump to that forty-five. You're like, man, I'm headed to the next side. Fifties next. Oh yeah. So, yeah. you know, these numbers start creeping.
0: They do. They do. But you know, it also start creeping. What's this that? podcast start this this podcast start creeping too. Okay, I need to go around the room. Thank you. Yes, let's let's keep it moving. Yes, sir.
5: Who else we got? Good evening. I am Stephanie Guyton. I'm from Philadelphia, and I am fifty-two years old.
0: All right. Welcome.
6: Thank you. And good evening. My name is Patricia. I'm currently in New York City, and I am a
0: beautiful 48. Welcome, Queens. I'm so glad I have been addressed. And let me let you know who I am. I'm just a guy from the 215 area code. That's all. I'm just a guy, just a regular guy, just a regular person that happens to be a podcaster. So uh, thank you, ladies, for introducing yourselves and thank you for having this sisterly speakeasy with me because plenty of us need to get into these conversations because we wonder what you think and we wonder how you feel about it. So let's get right to it. I'm gonna start with you, Denise, and then work our way around the speakeasy.
7: Okay.
0: Tell me, tell me and tell us men as well What do women find attractive in a mate at this point in time?
2: Oh, wow. Great question. Appreciate it. So what do we, (laughs) what do we find (laughs) attractive? Um, We find attractive men of integrity. Um, Men whose words and actions are the same. Um, men who are consistent, men who are stable and stable-minded, women like men that they can learn from. They want to feel like they can be protected uh, with their man. So those are a few of the things that um, we find attractive. Oh, I'll, I'll say one other. Uh, men who are emotionally intelligent, okay, and who are in touch with their feelings and their emotions, and they are not shying away from women who are emotional, they are not shying away from feelings, um, they are able to address things head on and um, welcome conversations about emotions those are the things that women i think find attractive in my age group
0: okay okay i'm gonna pivot to pam pam what say you madam
2: i'm pretty
3: much everything that denise um shared um i'm always attracted to um guys that are, again that you know they're a high level of emotional intelligence
7: okay. um,
3: I like smart guys um, that, that's important to me I love to have a very good conversation so the attraction for me starts there before it goes anywhere else if I can't have a really good conversation and I'm not talking about surface level right? Um, and, and, and 54 I'm not interested in Having surface level conversations, right? And um, and it and it doesn't have to be deep all the time. But if I can have a good conversation for, with you, it's
0: yeah, I'm interested. Okay, I appreciate that. So so far, we have integrity, a man who is emotionally available and mature, as well as sapiosexual <laughs> that you are, Pam. <laughs> So okay, appreciate that. How about you, Patricia?
6: Uh, I I too feel exactly as um, Pam and Denise have just said. Um, looking for someone that um, is consistent, more so, I want someone that shows interest. I think um, once there's interest and the interest is mutual, you know, you could build chemistry and get to know one another. Right. Um, like you said, intellectually and being able to see if the puzzle pieces of one's intricacies match with the other in order for you to engage, you know, in in anything that goes further. So I think um, it is important to first uh, have open communication and comprehension of one another. So indeed, someone that is emotionally available and looking to to grow with another in whatever aspect
2: that might be.
0: Okay, I appreciate that, Patricia. I appreciate that. Stephanie yes, what do you me. find attractive in a mate at this point in time my sister <laughs> yes
5: first of all i find attractive a true man of god a man of integrity a man who has a job or his own business okay a man who has who sticks to his word like his word act and actions line up together
0: right
5: a good father husband partner in every way in every way a man who is there for me and me be there for him as as well that we can grow together a man that um i could build with and you know and just have a beautiful life with
0: okay so a man that's open a man that once again has his vulnerability in order A man that's self-sustaining. Okay. Appreciate that. I'm coming to you, Sammy Sam.
4: I think a lot of us already said that emotional availability. Oh, yes. For me, that's big. Because my biggest heartbreak was a relationship where, you know, the person, you know, was not available emotionally for me. You know, where... They were still, I felt like I paid the price for some mistakes, some things, because they were still harboring issues from an ex-relationship, you know? And when you are not available, you are not really ready to move on, please don't put yourself out there because you've made it very hard, you know, for that person you know, to try to build something with you, which is what they want. Right. You know, when you are just, oh, my, my ex did that, you know, or I had a girlfriend who did that. You know, that that is, that's disheartening. So along with that emotional availability, I need you to be willing to forgive.
0: Right. Okay, okay, okay. I appreciate that. Thank you for that. Nandy B.
1: Yes. Well, at my stage in age, I'm looking for a good handyman, <laughs> a friend a, <laughs> friend, a conversationalist, a person that is that um, knows his way in life of how to treat a woman, to be consistent, to be accountable, to be a helpmate, and me to be a helpmate to him as well. Okay. I mean, we, I've been through the, the glamor and the, and the, uh, and the ups and downs right now I'm in a peaceful state. So he has to be peaceful as well that we can both enjoy ourselves.
0: Okay. Okay. Thank you for that. Thank you so much. I'm coming to you, Pam and Denise boundaries, ladies. How hard is it for you to communicate boundaries?
1: It's easy to communicate your boundaries, but is it being a to when you tell people what you accept and what you don't accept?
0: Right.
1: Okay. And if you're constantly telling somebody something over and over again, they're not listening, but you're looking for results.
7: Right.
1: So it is hard if you're not if you're talking to a person who's not community doesn't understand that there's a question and an answer and what are we going to do to change the question to have a solution right to whatever the boundaries are
0: okay okay i can see that
2: so denise denise
0: how hard yeah. is it, how hard is it for you to communicate boundaries
2: I'm going to be honest. Um, I struggle with with boundaries. I struggled with an ED on the end. Mm, mm. Um, Not anymore. Um, Part of the reason that I struggle, and and this is why it is so important for people to do whatever work they need to do on themselves, is because I did suffer from people-pleasing. Okay. And so when you are a people-pleaser, typically you don't like to see people disappointed. You don't like to see them disappointed. You don't like to um, confront. Right. And most times that is at the expense of yourself.
7: Mm, mm, mm.
2: So when you learn to heal, when you heal, when you when you agree to heal, because agree, uh, healing is an agreement that you make with yourself. Okay. So when you agree to do that, then you can truly see that um, there are areas in your life that must improve in order for you to move forward in a healthy way in relationships. Not having boundaries is extremely unhealthy. It gets people in a lot of trouble. Okay. Um, And so, and it just have, it has you participating in things that you might not really want to participate in.
0: Got you. Got you.
2: Um, And so, now I'm very quick to establish a boundary. Um, you know, Pam is the boundary queen. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I watch her sometimes. But you know, people do not. You you teach people how to treat you, right? And so when you allow people to do things to you and you don't address it, basically, it's stating that you don't mind it, and. What I also used to believe is that, oh, everybody's just so good. I, I, You know, I had a, I had a really nice pair of rose-colored glasses. Right. And so I wanted to always believe that everybody is just down to the core. They're just good. Mm-hmm. But really, they're not. Some people are going to take advantage of you if you allow them to. Not right. everybody. Right. But right. most people are wired that way. Like, look, you let me do it, I'm going to keep doing it. And so I've had to learn over the years in my singleness, um, because I am divorced, I've had to learn that, Denise, you've got to create boundaries. It's okay if people aren't happy with the boundary you set for yourself, because what it does is it damages you.
0: Got you. Got you.
2: So I had to learn.
0: Okay. so so boundaries are for you, the individual, not for the other person. Is for you.
2: That is correct. They, they they have nothing to do with the other person. Gotcha. There are agreements you make with yourself. Gotcha. You. They're your own agreements. So, I'm sorry if you 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 don't agree with what I say. I need in my life. I'm not going to allow you to do X, Y, and Z to me. I'm not going to allow you to talk to me any kind of way. I'm not going to allow you to stand me up. I'm not going to allow you to be disrespectful. I'm not going to allow you to juggle me with three other people. That is a boundary for me. I'm done. I'm not going to allow it if that is what you want to do. Gotcha. They protect me. You can do whatever you like. You can live the life, whatever the life you want to live. But I know what works for my life.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay.
2: Did I say it right? Pittman? Yeah. She's Yes,
3: she's come a long way.
2: I'm proud of her.
3: Um, if you don't create boundaries, I feel like people will run amok in your life. And so gotcha. to avoid that, you gotta be like, okay, this, I'm not going to allow that. And you gotta stick with it. Even gotcha. if that means that person has to exit stage left, mm-hmm. you gotta protect, you gotta protect self.
0: Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I like that. Hey, I- I'm thankful. Thankful for that insight. Truly thankful. I'm coming to you, Sammy Sam. Mm -hmm. Boundaries. How hard is it for you to communicate that? To your mate, to whoever. Whether it's work-related, platonic, or situationships, relationships.
4: I had to learn the hard way that it must be established. And I also had to learn the hard way we need to... It's like in English class, you can read a paragraph. Then the teacher asks you, okay, explain what it is that you read, you got out of that paragraph. And you are unable to explain, you know, that, you know, Lisa went into the room, she decided that she wanted some food and she went back to the kitchen. You know, you are, if you are unable to see that, it's a matter of reading and then there's a matter of understanding. Right. You know, because it could be like you're thinking that we're on the same frequency, you know, what I'm giving back to you, you should be understanding. You know, I'm thinking you're understanding me. You know, you're, you understood a situation, but then come to find out, you know, the person did not understand at all you know, what I was trying to communicate. Right. You know, so basically the radio is on, but we're not on the same frequency.
0: Got you, got you. You know,
4: and you know, it's important for the radio to be on, which Mm -hmm. is one thing, and that you're on the same frequency. Right. You know, because I need you to understand what I'm telling you. And, you know, and I need to understand what you're telling me. And right. after I had a conversation with somebody who I, for years we're going back and forth and it's just not working. And finally to understand what he meant, mm-hmm. I was just like, well, what the hell, you know, you, we're like, I thought we were on the same, the radio was on, right? we are not on the same freight.
0: So y'all were talking past each other instead yes. of talking to each other.
4: Exactly where the other person is understanding exactly where you're coming from. Or well, I mean, I'm understanding exactly where they're coming from. It's definitely that where you think you're on the same page. And you're not. And that is the hardest thing, to make sure we're on the same page.
0: Yeah, yeah. I feel like in relationships, whether it's family, friends, co-workers, or deeper, you should be doing some type of check-in. You know what I mean? A check-up on the neck-up. Hey, what's going on? Are we... Are we still on page 15, paragraph two, (laughs) subparagraph, whatever, whatever, or are we in a different book? Mm -hmm.
4: Yeah. You may not even be in the same book. You're
0: in a different book. Right. Okay, Sammy. I appreciate that. Stephanie, what say you? Boundaries. (laughs) Yes. How hard is that? How hard is that for you to communicate that?
5: Well, like
0: I had to learn. That
5: boundaries are for me. If you don't set a boundary or set a boundary with certain people, then you will be bound.
7: Mm -hmm. You have
5: to teach people how to treat you. You also have to set it for yourself because I believe boundaries are like a a form of self-love for yourself. And if you don't set them, people will disrespect you. They'll run all over you.
0: Okay, and okay. you'll be the
5: one wind up hurt.
0: So I appreciate that's what that. I had to learn. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Well, we are all forever life learners in the class room of life.
2: Paul, Paul, can I say one other thing? Yes, you before can. We go to Nandy B. If we haven't gone, you know, it sounds to me like a lot of us, the women, are experiencing this thing of boundaries, and you know, in our relationships. Uh, I'm going to go on the on the relationships with men piece. Okay. It seems like sometimes okay. men seek out women who don't have those boundaries, right. because they know that these are the women that I can get away with certain behavior. Mm. Um, mm. And so we are sought many times. I will. I used to be because now they they see me coming. Like uh-uh, I'm not going to be able to. <laughs> they go the other way. Uh, right, right, right. They go the other way. They don't want to be bothered. You're not, I mean, you're not easy. Well, that's good. That's great. I'm glad. Okay. I'm, glad I'm glad my repellent is working.
7: Yes, yes.
2: Um, but, <laughs> so, um, but I think maybe as we mature, as women mature, we understand that. And that is why you see a lot of women who are older who just don't have time. You know, I used to look at my mom and aunts and wonder, are y'all good being ain't Yeah. And they're like, absolutely, we're good being single if the dudes ain't going to act right. Yes. yes, Mm
7: -hmm.
2: Yeah. You know, single is not synonymous with with loneliness. It's not. not. So, if that means we got to be single until what we deserve comes along, then we're going to be single. But Mm -hmm. what we're not getting ready to do is let people come in our lives and disturb this peace we
4: got. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, okay. as Tyler Perry said, you could do bad all by yourself. All by yourself. Mm-hmm.
0: Hey, you are correct, and I appreciate that, Patricia. I need you to close out this segment about boundaries. Tell me, I am definitely
6: with all the ladies in this regard. But I extended also to friend, families, foes, employees, co-workers, <laughs> corporate jobs. Mm-hmm. It becomes such a chore to live in a place where you're indoctrinated to follow orders, to be gentle and feminine so that you could be light, that you can't be boisterous and loud. And so many of the places where I had to dilute myself to fit in killed so much of me until I become self-loathing and self-hating because yeah. I couldn't understand why I would be in so many places. And it was just a shell of the person I had to show up as. and So much emptiness in it. And I also realized that I grew up in a place of service. So in order for us to feel worthy of somebody's attention or affection, we had to earn it. We had to study that person and and learn how to... Um, live with that person, whether it's a mother or father or cousin, um, you know, these are the first people that we didn't set boundaries with because, oh, it's blood and you have to be there and you have to be thick as wolves and you have to accept the hurt and the pain and the bullying, you know, because we come from this culture where we're not built with, you know, soft skin. You have to be tough. So as I got older, I realized that in, in every facet of my life, I wasn't showing up. I, I got home and I was depleted and I put on my armor every day because I had to be a good employee in order for me to be seen as somebody that is able to work with others instead of being able to be moved up. You know, you feel like basically you're graveling in these places to be seen, but in mediocrity. So the boundaries are set for self where I no longer betray myself. I no longer allow myself to to come home feeling like I gave everything to people that wouldn't even, you know, hesitate to, to discard me. So, you know, with, with, with setting boundaries, it's basically now not only that I am, in you know, in, in a single state because I don't have a partner, right. but I'm selective with the energy that consumes me. In my schedule, I know that I love my family and I know that they come from a time where ignorance is bliss. And no matter how many times you turn red in the face, trying to have this emotional conversation that they never learned to have space for because, oh, you're soft and, you know, put a Band-Aid on it and, uh-huh. and all these other you know, uh, uh, words to also make you feel like your family did not receive you with love, They didn't nurture you in all the areas because they too were trying to survive, right? Like I said in yeah. our last conversation, no one has a manual to this living thing. We're literally learning as we go. And yeah. and there's women who transition in so many um Eras with men that once were very macho and machista, and you had to be submissive and and you know have to play the role of the the barefooted wife at home because you had to wait for the provider to come and and provide. So you had to be meek and quiet. Now we are boisterous. We're leaders, and even that is frowned upon. So my boundaries are set uh, for self-preservation, for mental health, um, to continue to to bridge myself into places that I know that will grow me as opposed to continue to dim myself for those that again just use and manipulate i like i said i have such a giving heart people will come and tug at my things and i know what pain is so here i come like i gotta be forgiving like i'm carrying the cross as well because we learn also in religion that we have to look at our brothers and sisters as we want to be looked at regardless of their sins right? right not to get biblical but if that's indoctrinated in your brain from a childhood then you learn to accept abuse and be able to you know. Chew it up and swallow it and harvest it within you, where you're like, what is it about me that you know doesn't even warrant sympathy? What doesn't warrant empathy or people to care? But you know, we're surrounded with men, women, children, uh, as parents, mothers, and all that stuff. We see this on a daily basis to our own sisters, to our neighbors where we're depleting ourselves, wanting to be number one, wanting to be accepted. I am number one for me, and I want people to meet me where I am so that I can share my wonderfulness with them, and I'm allowing God to open that path. So my boundaries are where now I am in the center of it all, and I am able to just give a little bit of myself where I'm looking to harvest. And if that didn't go well, I'm, I'm picking up my seeds and sowing somewhere else. Right. So just like everyone said, like we're we're just tired of pouring into things that are not looking to pour back into us and walking away full because we, we make people better, right? We give and 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 then they victimize themselves and you're still the villain. And I'm okay with being the villain in those people's lives today. Before I would like run myself. No, but I did. And I helped. And, I'm okay with whatever they chose to put, depict me as, because I know in my heart that I was the giver and the one that was actually abused by people, not knowing when to call it quits or when to let go or when to stop, you know, abusing, no matter how many times you say, hey, that hurts. Please don't do that, you know, because when you're alone, they might behave a certain way. But when you're in public, now they want to mistreat you and say sarcastic puns, and you're not supposed to be offended by somebody taking a jab at you, you know, to, to incite hurt. So, It's so much as a human being that we have to uh, hold for ourselves because we can't show up empty anywhere. So the boundaries are across the board on every aspect of life, you know, to make sure that we have self-preservation and mental health because we can't do anything else but to reserve. Right. Because we, we need to regather from the giving of the past. That's why we're talking about healing, because there's so much pain in everything that everybody did. That if we continue to Harvard, it's like this person gave you the weapon, and now they're not in your life, but you use your mind to continue to weaponize what they did to you. So years later, we're still trying to figure out, why wasn't I good enough? What didn't I give? What didn't I do? And to tell you the truth, I spent so much time in that, that I'm like, Patricia, God redirected you. These people didn't even deserve you. You were the prize, and they weren't ready to receive it. in, in, In order for me to say, okay, my boundaries today are that I will never put myself in those situations again self betrayal is no longer a thing. Got you. Sorry,
7: I'm long-winded. My no, dad. no, hey,
0: I, I appreciate that. Hey, this is a teachable moment.
2: Yeah, that was in love.
0: Yeah, this was yes. a teachable moment for, for, for me. Anybody's listening, I mean, especially for the males, like this is a teachable moment because I'm learning right now what you women find to be attractive in a mate as well as what boundaries are, how hard is it to divulge that, as well as why these boundaries are in place. So uh, thank you for that. And we're gonna mosey on to the self-love avenue because uh, Stephanie, you spoke about self-love and I'm gonna lead with you here, self-love. We hear that term used oftentimes now. I think I've heard it used more than love in the last 30 days. Can someone tell me, starting with you, Stephanie, what does self-love, what does it look like? Self-love? Yes.
5: Self-love, I've heard some people say it's being selfish. However, it's not. Self-love is just what it is. Showing yourself love um, by working out, taking care of your body, doing things that make you happy, um, learning new things each day going on walks, thinking, thinking to yourself and praying to your God. Close that door, sir. Praying to your your God and just loving on you. Eating right, being health, just a healthy aspect of it.
0: Okay. That's a good, that's good for me anyway. Okay. I appreciate that. Thank you for that perspective. I'm coming to you, Denise. Mm -hmm. Self-love.
2: Self-love. Wow um that's that's a big one um you know you don't realize how important self-love is until you get I think mature until you really go through things in life because I think as we're growing as we're aging all we're doing is just kind of existing we're living I know that was me I was just kind of doing what, whatever was next I wasn't really right. thinking so much about self-love
7: right it
2: wasn't until I became um until I matured that I did that I recognized like what what are you doing and why are you allowing people to treat you poorly and it wasn't until I had those experiences that I recognized that I wasn't loving me and loving me means you don't get to mistreat me. Like when I wake up in the morning, I am excited to be alive. Wow. Now I might be slow to rise, <laughs> but, but I love to get up in the morning and live the life. God has given me. Yes. Yes. And I love everything about that. I love How I feel when I wake up in the morning, my body, I'm excited about, you know, of course I can shed, stand to shed a few pounds, but I love my body. That's good. I love when I get up in the morning and I look in the mirror, I love what I see. I love me. So why am I going to let anyone mistreat me? I don't deserve that. And I'm not to be looked down on when I stand up for me.
0: Right, that's
2: correct. Like, how am I going to expect others to love me when I don't love me? And so, I really had to mature into that. I, it, it, but it took pain. It took pain to bring me to self-love, gotcha. and so I'm grateful for everything that I've had to go through because now I know unequivocally, I love me immensely. Yeah. And so you come in my presence, if you are coming with a bunch of, excuse me, bullshit, right. I'm not interested. I'm not mm-hmm. because I love myself too much and God loves me too much for me to have to deal with things that are not in my best interest and do who do not serve me well. So mm-hmm. that's my take on, on just loving me.
0: Okay. Okay. So it took for you to get to a level of consciousness to realize, you know what? This is what self-love is. Mm-hmm. And this is what I and this is who I am as I gravitate to it. That
2: mm-hmm. is correct.
0: Okay. I appreciate that, Andy B. Self-love. Tell me what that looks self-love. like.
1: Self-love. I've learned in this life that I please myself first over anybody and everybody, and anything, okay? Okay. I don't, I don't, um, I recognize that I am a spiritual being, I'm a human, I'm a spiritual being having human experiences. Okay. Okay, mm-hmm. and whatever I went through, it has been a lesson, a season, and a reason right and i don't i don't i don't prejudge myself or others i know whatever role that i'm playing at that particular moment and time it was meant to be and i will not make myself feel less but right. always the best because i'm 76 years old yes okay and i have been through the ringer right and at times mm-hmm. but i never forgot who i was I never forgot the big picture is not the experience, it's how I deal with the experience. Right, Mm -hmm. right. And in loving myself, when I come across that patch in the road, the spirit in me says, I got a detour. I take that detour. So that stops me from being emotional about the other person and staying emotional about myself that I am centered. Gotcha. That I love me enough that I know that someone else is not going to take me off my center. Because yes. I know if I lose, everybody else is going to lose as well. So I love me. I yeah. love who I am, what I am, how I am. I wouldn't change anything about
7: it. All right,
5: okay?
1: Now. Uh, unless, yes, I could. Some more money. Okay. <laughs> 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 but uh, everything else, hey, I love who I am.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, Nanny Mm -hmm. B. Uh, My takeaway is staying centered, keeping you at the focus and not allowing yourself to take your emotional capital and move it elsewhere. Keep it invested in yourself. Okay? Okay, Pam, Hey, talk to me. Self-love. We hear about it all the time, but what does it look like?
3: For me, I, in, in this stage, and, you know, um, I have adult kids. I'm a single woman. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing my own thing. I show self-love to myself on a regular basis because I feel like I deserve it. Right. And I raise these boys. They've gone on to college. Got one, two, you know, one got two degrees. So I feel like I've done my time. So now my focus is on me. And if it's something as simple as, you know, going to get my hair done, going to get my nails done, you know, treating Mm -hmm. myself to something, you know, giving myself a facial, you know, Mm -hmm. I I, I make sure that I'm good. Mm -hmm. So that's what my my self-love is. And aside from not allowing people in my space to to disturb my peace.
0: Right. mm -hmm. Okay. Thank yeah. you, Pam. Sammy, sure. you got something you want to add?
4: Mm-hmm. I feel like there is emotional self-love and there's physical self-love. You know, emotional self, self-love is accepting yourself for who you are. You know, the good, the bad, the ugly. You know, mm-hmm. emotional self-love is, you know, standing up to, up to yourself, you know, making sure people don't disrespect you you know, making sure you get what you deserve, you know, that's the emotional self-love. The physical self-love is like she says, you know, getting a manicure, a pedicure, going to get a massage, you know, that's the self-love on the outside, you know, your body, you know, we're getting older, the the body's not doing what it used to do, you know, so we got to make sure, you know, there are things we do to make the, you know, to keep the wheel spinning, You know we're gonna get some creaks every now and then, you know. But we gotta keep the wheel. You know, do what we can, if all possible. You know, to keep ourselves physically, you know, physically strong. So you gotta have emotional self love and mental self love because the emotional self love is what prepares you for the battles you gotta face on the outside. Right. You know, battles you gotta face at work. You know, battles you gotta face in relationship. I don't even dealing with walking and somebody hits you as you pass or something like that. You know, all these things, you know, you need the emotional capacity to realize, you know what this, I can let go or this, Oh no, this needs to be said, Mm. you know, because nobody's going to protect you. Like you going to protect
0: you. Right. Right. Well, thank you, Sammy, Sam for differentiating the two and distinguishing the two because I think we all have our own definition, but to hear you ladies' definition, it's, it's a sight to behold. Patricia, are you out there? Could you give your-
6: I'm out here self-loving and nurturing myself as we do. This podcast, no, stop. <laughs> I, I am, I think we all have such like minds and I think we all use the words, you know, to express and convey exactly the same message and we all comprehend where it comes from. Like that, ah, oh, that past that taught us so much to show up for ourselves and put ourselves in the list and to be motivated to do the things that please us the same way we would easily do it for another that we may love. So yes, I, I definitely reflect on the very same opinions of the ladies on the panel um including you know not like uh sammy said not only physical um but also looking in the mirror and realizing that the reason why i've allowed things in the past to hurt me is because i knew that there was some truth to it and because i didn't show up for myself i could have done better like my self-image there are things that i'm still working on and every day when i reminded that I don't like something. I show up for Patty. Now I speak to myself as a third party. I'm like, Patty would love that. If you would get motivated enough to show up for Patty, I promise you a year from now, you'll love yourself more. You'll have more vitality. And the same way for the internal wounds, because those are the ones that weigh down the most. Right. Being able to unpack them. Let them bleed, bleed with them, cry the tears, and, and hold space, you know, just like I do for somebody else and nurture that wound until I'm completely healed from it, as opposed to masking it. You know, is the self love that I that will continue to grow itself until now and hopefully in the future, you know. But I'm still wounded. I'm still looking to learn what self-love, you know, self-love looks like, right. but um, just encompassing spirituality and doing all the little things that Patty wants without rush. I, w- I do life with ease now. You know, No one is going to rush me out of my time. No one is going to put me in a situation where I'm just showing up for them and I'm uncomfortable because the right. people that love me will never put me in those situations. So mm-hmm. yeah, just like everyone, showing up for self.
0: Okay. Okay. Thank you, you for that, it. ladies. Thank you so much. Love it. So, yes, we definitely got to the boundaries and we got to the self-love. Now, take a pause, chew some gum, and think about this for a minute. Ladies, do we worry too much about tomorrow? (laughs) When I was
1: younger, I did. But as I matured, when I got in my 40s, I looked at life totally different than when I was in my 20s. Okay? Okay. -hmm. And I just know that if for myself believing in God means that I must surrender everything right mentally, emotionally, spiritually, psychologically, socially, and financially, right? Okay, and I just would not allow whatever my mantra is what will be, will be, what won't, won't, right? Okay, and stripping. That, to simplicity for me, stops me from thinking about woulda, coulda, shoulda, what's going to happen? I don't know what to do. No. I had to get off of that because when I was thinking that way, so many things happen. because what you think, you manifest.
7: Right. Right.
1: Fear is not one of uh, an emotion that I want to feel towards Mm -hmm. anybody or to myself.
0: Right.
1: Okay. So, yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Appreciate that. Stephanie, do we worry too much about tomorrow? Well,
5: to be honest, yes, I could say I'm getting better with that though. I do worry and I'm learning now at this age and stage in my life to not worry, to let things go. And like Mandy B said, what will be, will be. That's right. I, I hear that a lot. Like people say, Oh, It is what it is. You know, we don't like, some of us don't like hearing it, but you got to think about it. You know, things are going to happen. They're going to happen no matter what. So why worry yourself and stress yourself out, you know, learning to relax and take it easy and pray. And they always say, give it to the Lord. Give it to him. Sometimes you got to surrender it all. Yes, and sometimes I'm like, "Oh, let me go pick it back up," but I don't. God don't need no help, so I, I'm learning to just lay it down and give it to Him.
0: Okay, okay, but yeah. hold on, right? Hold that. hold that thought. Sidebar. Yeah. we we agree that we worry too much, but why do we think that is? But hold on to that, Stephanie. Okay, Denise. Oh, please. I'm
2: so glad you came to me. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. so glad because we want to be in control. That's it. We want to be in control. And worrying and control are the same. See, when you're worrying about something, you think that you have control. You're you're worrying about whether or not you have control over it. Faith is not based on control at all. So you can't be controlling and say that you have faith. They don't go together.
0: Right.
2: Faith is about letting go. Surrender. And trusting that something outside of you is going to take care of it. So the reason that people struggle is because people are control freaks. Got you. If my hand isn't in it, that must mean that something's going to happen to it. No, the reason something's <laughs> happening to it is because your hand isn't. Remove right. you your hand. Yes. And let God do what he does best. His track record is Undefeated, right? Yes. Mine is full of losses.
0: Got you. Got you. There's so a letting,
2: line letting him be in control. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
4: No, no, no. I was just gonna say there's a line in Deuteronomy, a verse: "The Lord should fight for me, and I will hold my keep my peace." Yes, yes, yes. And it's so hard for us to keep our peace. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: okay. Right on. Well, thank you for that, everybody. We're going to move on to stereotypes. Mm -hmm. Y'all ready for this? Y'all ready? Here we go. What do you say to men that feel that women don't accept accountability for their role in the demise of relationships, situationships, marriages, friendships, you name it? Paul, you trying to
2: fight today. (laughs) <laughs>
0: you choose. some violence Yeah, that, you just listen listen, listen inquiring <laughs> minds want to know and I'm one of those <laughs> minds that want to know but I'm here to take on all the shrapnel that's what I'm here <laughs> for
2: <laughs> I don't know where this thing came from that women don't take accountability where, where did this come from I, I don't I don't understand it I, I guess I, I don't know. I don't know where that where that comes from. Most of the women that I know, right, I'm sure the women on this call, because I've I've been in conversations with them enough to kind of understand the type of women that we are, right, don't have a problem with accountability, right. So who so who are these strange birds? Mm. <laughs> Is
4: it that the men are the ones that are afraid to be accountable? Yes. Thank because you. I will I admit where I went wrong. You know, once again, after the relationship is done and you have had time to process, I will say, you know what? He was right about that. You know, I shouldn't have done that. And I understand now why that wasn't the way to go with that. Right. You know. But I rarely hear admit, you know, to what you know, what he did wrong. I, mm. I have heard it heard it but it's after i have brought up okay where i say okay i know i was wrong here but do you see why i reacted like this because you did x y and z you know and i i feel like they're not seeing it until i point it out to them whereas Mm. i can see it Sam, Mm.
6: it's like you meet somebody and you tell them this is the map on this side is darkness please don't go there That's what I'm trying to add, you know, leaves to and grow. Let's stay on this side. You give them the roadmap to everything. And these people will sabotage the road purposely. And then when they get to the dark side, say, oh my God, how dare you? But you were warned. Don't press the red button. You know, it's not about accountability. More so people like to play with fire and get burned and then point the finger like, but I told you, do not do that. I think a lot of, of of partners in the in the past think that because you love them and you're devoted to them that they're you know above and beyond the the regulations and rules and the boundaries you have set and they think that you're supposed to bend them for them so then when they poke the sleeping bear and you bite their finger then they're hurt but you already warned them
0: right
4: i mean you can't be hurt you don't have the right to be upset you know you know you it, it seems like i'm not trying to you know dump on men.
0: Oh really? Not- <laughs> oh really? Oh really? Okay. Okay.
4: I, I, you know, I just feel like it takes a man a lot longer, you know, to say, yeah, I messed up there. You know, whereas I feel like it's a lot easier for a woman, you know, to say, Okay, I was wrong. You know, how do we fix this? Right. Ladies, am I am I am I am I wrong or how how, how are you these- You're
1: right, you're right. I um 100%. I was married, hold it. I was married for 31 years. Very good relationship. Okay. And wherever we had a problem, we talked about it. And, and we owned up to our stuff.
0: Right.
1: You understand? Right. And that's a part of communication that a whole lot of women and men don't get to. I was fortunate enough that this man was a good listener.
7: Right,
1: and he also was a good uh, so- a problem solver. Right. Okay. <laughs> and when he did something that he knew I didn't like, he always told me, D, always have a recourse for any discourse." Right. Right. Not oh, yeah. de- <laughs> screaming and howling and all that stuff because nobody's listening. Right, Mm -hmm. (laughs) always have that climate that we have, we must sit down and
0: talk. Right. I hear that. But, but, but let me push back, but let me push back for a minute because we know that men and women are not perfect. And I wouldn't say that women do this more than men. And I won't say that men do it more than women. I will say that both sides have a fair share of not accepting their culpability for things. That's all I'm gonna say.
1: Well, I, I'm gonna well, say this. I can't say that.
2: But but oh, I, and I'll say this. We look. You you people know when they're wrong. Yes. People know. Nobody else should have to tell you you did something wrong, and and you shouldn't have to tell me I did something wrong. The the the, the rule is treat people the way they that they want you to be that they want to be treated. Right. Mm-hmm. Treat them the way they want to be treated. And and think about how you also would want a person to treat you. If you don't want someone else promising you the sun, moon and stars and you don't give them any of it, then you don't do it. Right. Like it's it's just and and people lose sight of that and it, everything just kind of gets mixed up and and then people also don't understand Why and I'm saying people because I'm not saying men or women. Right. I know you asked about women, but I just think it's a people problem about accountability.
0: That's fair. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Mm -hmm.
2: You know, and and the other thing about accountability is accountability helps you to see sometimes your blind spots. Mm -hmm. Having a partner to do that helps you to see things you don't see. Mm -hmm. So the very nature of why don't we want to be held accountable? Well, nobody really wants to be. <laughs> that's true, you know. <laughs> that's true, held accountable. To have, you told that you're wrong there, you're not
4: going right. to that. That's just like nobody wants to hear the negative. Nobody
0: really wants to Thank do you. that. I'm 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 just glad for the candor right. Here I'm just glad that you are definitely putting a mirror on both sides of us saying, "Look, <laughs> either one of us want to be accountable. Let's be honest."
4: Right. but we so have to but we have uh, to be, Yes, and if but, we're fighting for a relationship, you know, that we love this person, we will sit there and present, you know, listen and take it. Sometimes you got to just take it. You were wrong, and you just got to sit there and I'm going to sit down and let the other person speak and take it.
2: The other thing, so I agree with that. And the other thing, and a lot has to do with about, the delivery as well. That is true. Now, the delivery should not be on a trash can lid.
1: When <laughs>
6: you're trying to grow with on someone, change. you bring it in as in, a, a growing opportunity, as a babe, you know, let's discuss this because this makes me feel this way. And then you start understanding what perception that person had of what your action was or was, it was said, and you could clarify it. But when you're pointing the finger and now it's you against me and me against you, and the world falls apart, it's hard to really sit there and say, oh, yeah, take accountability from me when no one's really taking accountability at all.
0: You know mm-hmm. right because that's why pundits say that when you have conflict that should be an opportunity to be curious mm-hmm. and not be cautious or finger pointed mm-hmm. or you know or accusatory so yes so okay okay let's mm-hmm. let's stay let's stay in this stereotypical Zone here I got one more for you What do you say to men that feel that women are too much to deal with? They're too hyper independent. They're too masculine or they're indifferent. So they can't really get a good read on if she's really feeling me or not, or maybe she's so, so much of an alpha that she seems controlling. What do you say to men that feel that way about women?
2: I would tell them to focus on being a man.
1: Thank you. That's all <laughs> yeah. you got to do. Mm.
2: Yes. Your focus should not be on, Learn what, how to lead. on what you do.
1: Yes. Learn how to lead.
2: If you showing up in your manhood, I promise you, you will get femininity from me. I
7: mm-hmm. love yes. But when you
2: are trying to dissect me and figure out why I'm acting the way I'm acting, you are not in your manhood.
4: You yes. dealing
2: in my stuff. You need to deal in your stuff. You
4: know what, men know what you're bringing to the table. You know, know know what you are coming to the table with. You know, put it out there what you're coming to the table with. So another woman who coming to the same table could say, "All right, this is what we coming with. All right, I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take that. I can take that. I can take that. Mm-hmm. You know." It's either take it or leave it. Come to the table as your tr- true or te- authentic self. Oh yeah. Once you do that, we can build from there. But if I'm, you come and questioning me, you know, and I'm, you know, and now you're you holding back because you're not showing who you are. Don't come to the table at all. Come as yourself.
2: Yeah, I I want to say something really quickly, and then I'm gonna be quiet. <laughs> I grew up with my mom and dad in the house. I have never in my entire life heard my dad talk about my mother's being too independent. My mother being too strong. My mother being too, never. My mother was a professional woman. She earned more money. She out earned my father. She had more degrees than my father. And he was the head of the household because he focused on being the man. Right. Yes. Yes. He got the big piece of chicken, he got his plate fixed. He when he came home the entire dynamic of the house changed. Because he walked just because he walked through the door as a man. Right. He never had to question who was in charge, who was this because he carried himself in manhood. Gotcha. He protected us, he made sure things were done even though my mother made more money. He was in charge of the money, and the things he couldn't really do well, he hey hey Ada, can you do this? You need to take care of this.
0: Right. He did feel masculine, right? Like but that? I
2: never grew up feeling like you know, oh my mother, she run my. I never felt like that. My father was my father. He was the man. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He looked at you a certain way. You went and sat down somewhere. <laughs> and that's what our men today are missing they're yes. so busy dwelling in feminine stuff mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. can't be men
7: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: walk in a room like a man and watch what women do mm-hmm. they will be a t- then you want to know why women don't want you is because you're not walking in your manhood hello mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
7: Hold
0: up hold up hold up hold, uh, up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold uh, up, hold up, hold up, hold up, swole up. Preach it, teach <laughs> it. Hold up. Now, listen, men need to feel valued and supported. But little let's little be little. honest, let's be honest, let's be a buck, okay? Do you really feel that a, that a man feels valued and supported?
2: Like I just said, my dad walked in his manhood. But slow down, slow down. Hold on. mm -hmm. He was loved. Mm -hmm. He was valued. Right. And he was supported. His very nature Mm -hmm. actually commanded it. Right. He didn't have to ask for it because it naturally came.
0: But stop right there. Stop right there. I get it. I understand when it naturally came. But in this day and time, I don't believe that we can lean on the assumption because he's present every day and he is cordial. He's communicative and he's open that he actually really feels that he is supported and loved oh. because I'm, I guarantee you. Call, I can't. Hold on. Hit me, me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. I guarantee you. A lot of times, the statement is given, "Hey, baby, you know I support you, you know I care about you." But the question isn't asked. The declaration is given, but the question is never asked for confirmation's sake,
1: but I think that that your action speaks louder than words, okay? A person can tell you a lot of things, but if it's not consistent in alignment with what you're talking about, then you're just putting words out. But a action, you'll see when that man is is knows who he is and knows mm-hmm. his role, and he knows his wife's role and his children's role, and he is ahead of all of those different roles, and he is putting his mind, body, soul, and spirit and there's respect and honor given to him, acknowledging Mm -hmm. him, thankful for him, okay? All of these are actions that we give people who are doing wonderful things for us. I mean, there are so many people doing wonderful things and and nobody's giving them any kind of accolades. They're not giving them any kind of appreciation. They're depreciating, okay? But for a man that's in a household and he knows his role. And he knows that his wife is dependable. He's dependable. And they're teaching children to have accountability and, de- and, and to be dependable, reliable. Okay? It happens. It, but it, I, I mean,
0: hold on, hold on, Andy B., but I have yet to hear anyone say that they asked their mate, hey, sweetheart, do you feel valued and supported? Yeah, what do I, you don't, mean I don't. From I haven't. Me? I haven't heard that. What All do I you mean? Is, actions,
1: actions speak no, louder than words.
0: That's not. That's not what I asked. I asked. Does she to ask him? Does she ask him, sweetheart? Do you feel valued and supported? Do you? In a healthy
6: relationship, you always tap in and say, "Babe," you know, because things change. How do you feel? What do I need to help you with? And I think when you're having that powwow in those vulnerable moments, I think that's when you're able to see if, if he feels supported or not. But as a society... Have we deemed that asking a man if he feels supported is feminine? Yes. There's a lot of things that the society has created where a man can't be soft and vulnerable because it's frowned upon. Thank so you. maybe the new connections, the new relationships, you know, it depends the dynamic of the relationship. If your love language, you know, merits it. I mean, you have to know your person. I think you study a person mm-hmm. to know when you need to give them a hug, when uh-huh. you need to love them, when you give yeah. them mm-hmm. a meal, when they're down in their spirits Action. and you show up and rub their feet because when we drop Actors. the gender roles, when we drop the norms about patriarch and matriarch, when you're able to just take off your armor and be naked with your spouse, mm-hmm. and not in the flesh, yeah. not, you know, in, in desire, but just to be together in support. Because, like I said, you are 100%. I show up 100% of my relationship. I expect mm-hmm. my, my spouse to have 100% but life wears you down. So sometimes your spouse may only be giving you 50 or 75 and you feel that energy and you should be able to welcome the conversation. And that's when you top him on the shoulder. What can I do from my end to make sure that you feel seen, heard, nurtured, supported in whatever way his love, his love language merits it. Sometimes men have been created out of concrete where they're, they won't tell you, even if you ask, because exactly. what, what, what you that's mean by that? Point. Like, I ain't soft. So it's a lot of having to be open with your spouse to know each yeah. other well, so that you can yes. continuously support each other in whatever way, when you are worn down from the world, you know, you need in, in the comforts of that privacy that you provide
1: one another. Right.
4: So no, we don't have
6: yeah. this dialogue all willy nilly. Like you feel loved, but like Mandy B said, we show up. Actions speak louder than any type of recognition yes. that somebody might give mm-hmm. you verbally. But definitely, as a you know, when you guys are connected and your chemistry is right and your brainwaves is right, like as soon as your man is demoralized, because we as women, we love to make sure our men is you know clean and that he's clean yes, and like he has a meal. Yes. So, I mean, where I come from, I don't know this new era of you make it yourself, women, right? I, 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 <laughs> but I, I am that type of spouse that as soon as the energy is off, you know, tell me what was your day, tell me what happened, who betrayed you. And in that exactly. conversation, if that person is able to open up without feeling that they're going to be critiqued or emasculated by what they share,
1: man, there's no way that you need to ask that. He already knows that, you know? I hear you. And you know what else I I was thinking about, too? I saw this show the other night about these uh, deep and dumb couple, and um, every time the woman would uh, do something, like she was washing the dishes and and she was uh, cleaning the table her husband came the couple the, the man came up to her and he hugged her to let her know hey i'm grateful okay because you could have cooked and walked away and left right. the dishes and everything in the in the house in a disarray right and 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 i said my god look at the communication of these people their life is is we're thinking i'm looking at them like oh i got I can talk and I can communicate, whatever, whatever. But they're communicating in a different way. Right. And
7: mm-hmm.
1: you see, you feel it, mm-hmm. how this person is so grateful and so thankful of, of, of his partner. You right. understand? And and action above all is the catalyst. If I am loving you and you dogging me out, I know you don't love me. <laughs> okay. If I'm loving you and you are responding to my love and you are respecting me and honoring me, and I'm respecting you and honoring you, I know you love me. Okay. If we have a, a a um if we have a connection that I feel your pain and you feel mine, and when you know that I'm off and I know when you're off, then we reach out in some kind of action to help. That person get through whatever they're going through. It's yeah. action. You need that you. action. I hear you.
0: I hear you. But Nanny, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm gonna get to you in a minute, Sammy Sam. I'm coming to you in a minute. All I'm saying is queens, goddesses, ladies. <laughs> All I'm saying is I'm glad I wore my vest because the shrapnel has been heavy in this last seven minutes, and that's fine. That's fine. But just just try this for size, because the, the minute I leaned in. Everybody through spears like, what are like, where you do whole <laughs> <laughs> And You that's gotta
7: fine.
0: watch what you say around I get, it, but things. I get it, but but slow <laughs> down, but slow down. But you still can't fault someone who looks like me, sounds like me, built like me to feel that, hey, just as there are times when women need words, there are times when men need words. Mm-hmm. And we don't get those words and we don't make a big deal about it because, because mm-hmm. our default is to continue to show up and shut up. But why suppress? That's all, that's, really? but, but that, that's, that's all I'm saying. It, it isn't about the why and the how I'm just, I'm just, I'm just making that statement that I understand. Mm-hmm. I understand actions do this. You must know. I love you. I get all of that. You must know I value you. But have you asked me if I feel that you do? Why can't you have feelings in action? Okay, but, but, <laughs> right on, right on. But, but let's 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 move, Sammy Sam. You want to you <laughs> want to add? Come on. Yeah. Come on.
4: I, I cannot make you a man. You know that's how I feel. You. This is work internally. Men have to do with themselves. <laughs> you know I cannot make you a man you know Mm. what I can do is as a partner I can make you a better man I love you know but I cannot make you what you are not if you feel like you are not getting what you need from your partner it is on you to speak up and let me know what you need from me
0: facts facts Right.
4: Yeah. until you speak up and you tell me i don't know exactly what you need sometimes you think as a spouse you do know but sometimes you know you're, you're manifesting in one way and you're in, you're in a different level and you're nowhere near so i need you to tell me i know yeah. men don't like to talk much they right. don't like to speak they don't like to communicate like that but for this to work i need you to communicate
1: Okay. I agree. Uh, you got okay. to be present in your communication. Okay. Okay. Well,
0: yeah. I, I appreciate the heavy hand and all of that. I heard <laughs> I heard the slaps and everything. I'm adjusted my shirt and collar. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Okay, ladies, let's empty this bottle that we are tasting from. Okay. Here we go. Somebody's stressed out with life. You got some people out here who are stressed out with their lives from all sides and you you confront them and they ask you hey i am just stressed out on all sides you got any info you got any advice for me i know you don't know me but i'm just stressed out with 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 life from all sides what would you tell this person this is a grown up and this is could be a male or female Take
4: it to the lord in
0: prayer okay yes. okay that's it. And we we can't we can't go outside of that. Like beside. yeah, I'm, I'm I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs>
2: I'm coming. First, you got to go somewhere, sit and get still.
0: Yes, quiet.
2: And take a deep breath. We don't do enough deep breathing. I mean, yeah. a deep breath, a few of them. Yes. And lean into knowing that you don't have to know where you're going. As a matter of fact, you really don't know where you're going. None of your steps you order. God orders every step.
0: Right.
2: So learn how to sit in silence. Learn how to lean into what you feel. Feel it. Don't numb it. Don't drink it away because you're not sure about it or sex it away or, or shop it away. Feel whatever it is you're feeling. If you're stressed, go in a place where you don't feel the stress. But lean into whatever it is you feel. Because when you don't feel it, you will mask it and then you will end up seeing it again. Mm -hmm. the, The goal is to feel it and learn how to work with it and around it. So that you can next time you see it, you notice it and you know what to do. But learn strategies about dealing with stress. Go to the doctor, get your your physical, get checked. Go to therapy.
0: Right.
2: Find things that relax you, the healthy things, because there are plenty of things that relax yeah. you that are not good for you. Right. But find <laughs> things that are healthy to relax you.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna get you ladies out of here with one more of those empty bottle scenarios. Somebody afraid to open up their world to another soul. What would you tell him or her? Run. You would tell him or her it to was, run. Huh? <laughs> well,
6: Let me run. say, if it's take- meant to be, the doors will fling open on his own. You you shouldn't have reservations. I mean, if living is taking a chance, right? Yes. And we believe that we've done the inner work and that we believe that we're good people. And if we've manifested somebody of our liking or, you know, of our counterpart, somebody that we could long, walk alongside and be proud to share space with, then, you know, always remember... Um, the opportunity is there to explore and now with all the tools you've built from rejection from pain from past relationships, you would automatically know what to entertain moving forward or not so mm-hmm. if you're explore. questioning
0: it leave the if opportunity
4: you're, if you're questioning it, don't go in it
0: I agree what well, say you, Pam and Denise
3: I like to add some um Advice that I received from a counselor years ago, Um, I had ended an engagement and I was, you know, not interested in being in a relationship ever after Mm -hmm. that. But one of the things that she said to me was that at some point in your life, you are going to want companionship and what I can offer you is to take your time. And she used the analogy of how you climb a ladder. You take one step at a time. You don't start on step one and then jump to step three. You take your time and you climb and you elevate to each step. So if there was any any advice that I could give someone who was hesitant and, you know, moving forward or, you know, going into a relationship, it's it's human nature. You know, it's 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 in the Bible, you know. Adam and Eve had one another. So we deep down aside, we do want to have companionship. I just advise people to just take their times. yes, Don't rush.
0: Exactly. Thank you, Pam. Thank you so much, <laughs> Pam. Denise. <Exactly.
2: laughs> mm, I never I'm I'm a hopeless romantic. I will never, ever, ever, ever give up on love. Crazy. Um, I truly believe in companionship. And I think that we were created to be with others. Um, yes. It is our nature as humans to not be alone. It might not necessarily mean that you are involved in a romantic relationship. God may just give you, you know, good friends to be with, family, but we are a herding type um, of, of species. We, we we need community.
7: Right. But
2: in terms of love, um, I never... It's not, love's never the problem. It's usually the people in it that's the problem. Mm
7: -hmm.
2: So I give people grace because God gives me grace. Right. Um, I love people, even people that I can't be in relationship with that maybe I wanted a relationship with. I don't hold anything against them, even when they mistreated me. It was not personal. It is their problem. It is not mine. Love is pure and I believe in it and I'll never not believe in it. So I know yeah. that God will align who I'm supposed to be with it, who I'm supposed to be with right. that alignment will be made. I'm going to yeah. continue to live and enjoy my life and, and meet people and jump on podcast and, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and have a good time. And what I, what I am seeking is also seeking me.
6: Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think, I mean, that's, so tell, tell, I think I met um, Paul uh, with a lot of reservations. I felt that at this stage of my life, at my age, you know, I've met so many people in different bodies that I was reluctant and hesitant. And then it was God sending me my tribe because I, through him I got to meet you ladies and participate in this endeavor. And for somebody that's a loner, when I tell you I'm a loner, I don't even like myself sometimes, you know, because we're so complicated <laughs> instead of being simple that, you know, we bog ourselves with all these thoughts and overthinking. Then when I actually gave it a chance and I realized that this man had his inner mechanisms that you know i had sought in friendships and like you said it's not just romantically but to expand your consciousness or to find your tribe even if you're reluctant because i swear to you i was like i don't want to ruin it i don't want to speak (laughs) to this person and then eventually just be like you know what let's never converse again right because i didn't feel that i was getting anything out of it and it's been such a beautiful voyage to have this person who was a perfect stranger and I was reluctant to speak to to become someone that now I value his words. I want to participate in his endeavors, and I listen to you, ladies. And when I'm, you know, when we're done with the meal, I thoroughly feel full, and I could sit mm. at home and go it back into it. our dialogue yes. and dissect it, and feel like I'm mm-hmm. nourishing the things that you know just needed somebody else to say, "Me too, girl." Yeah, we're there. <laughs> maybe I was lacking mm-hmm. some motivation. I hear, you know, the <laughs> wisdom of the, you know the the future of the life lived of the courage to continue to experience these relationships, yes. you know, and believe that God has the wheel. And if, you know, love does exist, why can't I find love? Why cannot be loved? Why can't mm-hmm. I experience love in friendships and in podcasts and in dialogues that are similar, you know? So I thank mm-hmm. you guys for that. And with that yes. I tell you, keep it open.
1: You're welcome. We all are being yes. healed. We
4: love it. Yes. <laughs>
0: Yes, 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 yes.
4: <laughs> Round of applause for Mr. Paul. Beautiful. Uh, thank
0: you, Paul. Well, hey, thank you. Thank you, dear. Thank you, ladies, for coming to the table and for leaving the table and having this speakeasy where we <laughs> passing the jug around, pouring a little something in it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but the jug is now empty, and I must say this was enlightening on so many colorful levels. I mean, this was a conclusive, conscientious, courageous, a bit contentious, but you know <laughs> it's cool. But a great conversation at this speakeasy, ladies. I was truly, truly in some great company this evening. Yeah. So I thank y'all it. so much. Let's and so you are you. likewise, thank you yes. for having us. And let's make thank sure you. let's make sure that we do this again sometime real soon because it's imperative that we all feel heard, feel seen, and feel safe. Yes.
4: Amen. It is. It Amen. Is. Yes. Thank you for the
5: community that exists within
6: us. Ladies, thank, you.
0: thank y'all so much. Thank you for this great sisterly speakeasy. And um, that's it. Have a good <laughs> night, everybody. Have a good night, America. Hey,
7: hey, hey Have good night. night.